Podcast. I remember suppressing a big part of my feminine nature because of that, because ha- I felt that that was the thing that caused the event. I was taken advantage of because of my feminine nature and I attracted the, the, the person that was involved with another male. And that was what attracted the male. So I built a story again around this that it was my femininity that caused me to be taken advantage of. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I, your host, I, your beautiful container here, set the intention of holding the loving space needed to pull back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And today, I know I say this a lot, but today's extra special. <laughs> You've found yourself on an extra special solo sode with myself, Harrison. Here today, talking about a few things. And if you're listening to this episode on the day of its release, it is my 30th birthday, June 11th. And this episode is being released to celebrate my last decade of human experience. This episode is here for gratitude for the here and the now. And it's also a a powerful reminder and a shift and transition into the future. What I'm going to do on this episode today is share myself with you, share more of myself with you. I've been getting this a lot. A lot of people have been asking me about sharing more of my, my journey, my all things Harrison, and I'm going to be doing that today through your questions. I've had a lot of Q&A questions come through about my experience and what I've been through. And I'm going to layer this in while also sharing bits of my journey, sharing tips for you in relation to all of that and you know everything in between. So there's going to be a lot of things coming up in this episode today. I can feel it already, but I hope you get a lot of value out of it. I hope you are able to join in on that energy, on the love of this show with me today. And uh, as always, I hope it helps you dive a bit deeper into your own expression of love in this world. Remember that if you do get value out of this episode today, you can share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you love very much. You can leave your love and your frequency in reviews on Apple or Spotify. And remember that you can always find out more about me, download some free self-love tools and freebies by going to my website, harrisonmar.com forward slash learn more. And I'd love to see if I could support you and give you some tools to take this journey a bit deeper. With that said, I now want to give a bit of an overview of what I'm going to be talking about here today, some of the areas I'm going to be hitting with your questions and my journey, my experience. I'm going to be talking about the significance of this day in general, this 30th birthday, what it, what it sort of means and what does this transition usually 
represent I'm going to be talking about how I got started in this healing path and this healing journey profession that I'm in right now. I'm going to tell a little bit about, about my story about how I knew I was ready to support people to go give my love to the world. I'm going to be talking a bit about more about my past trauma stories and you know, my, my mess to my message, my pain to my purpose, all those elements. I'm going to be talking about my insecurities and uh, how they shaped me, my relationship with my inner child, my spiritual practices right now in this moment. And finally, the future ahead, what I'm manifesting with, with you and, and with all the beautiful energies and people in my life. So that is what I'm going to be getting into today. And like I said, I can already feel the energy. So I hope you'll get so much insight and love out of this show. Finally, before I get into the nitty gritty of this chat, I want to, this show is for you, but it's also this show, this episode, I'm doing it with you. And one of the things I really like to do is share reviews of expressions of love of how this show has been impacting you. And this review is from a previous slash upcoming guest they'll be having on the show, Mr. Jamal Giovanni. And he left a beautiful review saying, a true sacred space. It was a refreshing gift for me to have a conversation with Harrison on his podcast. It was immediately clear to me that Harrison isn't simply creating another podcast. He's holding sacred space for transformation through conversation and discovery. Thank you, Harrison, for your work. You're welcome, Jamal, and thank you for coming on the show. Listeners out there in the podcast world, be on the lookout for that chat I had with him, but I hope you get the same sort of love. I hope you get the same. I hope you feel that frequency and that space that I tend to hold with these conversations and deep dives. But with all that, let's get into it. Let's get into this celebration. Let's get into this deep unraveling of more of me and into the show in general. All right. So like I said, where I'm going to start this conversation today is just quickly here, highlighting the significance of the 30th birthday for me in general. And the 30th birthday represents a couple things for me. And surprise, surprise, they're all spiritual. <laughs> they're all mystical. The first one is through the multidimensional being that we are, we have many different energetic layers of us, right? We have a mental layer. We have a, we have a emotional layer. We have a physical layer. We have a genetic, a, you know, DNA, a hereditary layer, all these things. And this, this, you could say these are part of our light body and the body that sort of anchors itself heaviest. Remember that all of these parts of us, they move and express themselves and develop as we develop, right? Our physical, mental, emotional, et cetera. And the part of our multidimensional light body that anchors itself around the 30th birthday is the soul body, is the, the part of us that is most connected to our soul itself. And it's not done. It doesn't do this automatically for a lot of people. And this is what I'm going to get into next here. This is why the Saturn return 
the Saturn returns is such a big thing around this age, 28, 27, 28, 29, 30. But it's anchored through choice. We have a choice to anchor our soul body into this human experience. And we do this through the life that we live. And for me, a 30th birthday really signifies me stepping into this choice to anchor more of my spiritual being into this human path. And I've started to feel it <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I'm sure it will unravel more so over the next year, two years. But today on this 30th birthday, I really call out and affirm this significance, call out and affirm this choice that I've made. And I look forward and I'll get to this later, but I look forward to how that will manifest even more through my life, through this choice that I've made, through the anchoring of the soul body. The other significant element of this 30th birthday for me is that Saturn returns that I was talking to you about a second ago. And connected to that soul body, the Saturn returns, as many people might be aware, you might have been through it, you might, have, you might be going through it, you might be about to step into it. For many people, it means a lot of different things. But for me, it was really uh, waking up in a lot of ways. I've been waking up for a while, and I'm going to get into this in some of these questions here today. But this 30th birthday and the year that's been leading up to it, year and a half, has really been sort of the, the last step needed in the awakening. And I'm not naive, and I'm sure, like I said, with the soul body, there's more to come in other ways, but a big chunk of my awakening has occurred over the last couple of years in this Saturn return transition. I'm very grateful for it. And I'm looking forward from here with a very clear view, a very open heart, a very excited, energetic being that has finally seen a big part of what needs to be seen. So today's birthday, this day represents that Saturn return, that Saturn returns moving through what it needs to move through. And it's me stepping into my potentiality. So with that, foundation as well i now want to move into some questions and some deeper expressions of my journey and my experience thus far so that was a little bit about the present right so now let's go back a little bit let's go back into my past and i'm going to start here with some questions and with some audience sort of prompts to help me go back into my past that really makes sense for a lot of people listening first question is from the beautiful Dahlia on Instagram. And Dahlia asks, hey, love, I'd love for you to talk about what made you get into holistic healing, chakras, inner child work, et cetera, why you chose the Czech Institute to be certified. I think this question can really be supportive. So thank you, Dahlia. And this is a, it's a good question. And I was reflecting on this. And there are a couple of things I want to sort of highlight here for everyone in terms of my story and what led me to this moment. <laughs> and I think the first story that I want to share here is related to my sort of pull to getting into holistic healing in general and, and, and starting to see all of the layers of the healing matrix that maybe were not quote unquote, did not feel correct for me. 
And like I said moments ago with my Saturn returns really instigated my awakening, the beginning of my awakening. And the first experience I had was actually around uh, the dentist. And I have been lucky enough to not experience many interactions growing up with the dentist, but I did have a few. And there was one said experience where I walked into the dentist's office. And at this point in my journey, I was very new to the sort of holistic natural healing world, but there was one thing I, I started doing and, and it was, it was coconut pulling and I was very new to it, but I'd started incorporating it in my practice and I'd already started to see shifts. And I, and I had learned this from some mentors who had came into my life and I felt a pull to them and I trusted them. And this was a practice I'd started implementing. And I went to the dentist, this you know, very standard, you know, generic dentist and I was getting a checkup and I was explaining my experience and what I've been doing. And this, this man in the, in the chair with me started going off on all these stories and his opinions and his beliefs around how coconut pulling and oil pulling was so invalid and all the people he knew who did it were just wrong. And, and he was obviously just sharing his belief and his opinion. And, but in that moment, there was something in me that arose <laughs> and there was something in me that was shifting and moving towards the words that he was saying. You know, I later found out that this was, you know, my, my beautiful being, my spirit, my, my, my soul inside of me responding to the truth that I felt was, was aligned to me. But I remember thinking back to that experience and there was something in me that just was pushing up against his opinion, his belief, his, his views. And up to this point, I had been the kind of person that had put all of his power into health professionals, right? And this is not to take away from those health professionals, many beautiful beings within the system. But I hadn't recognized my own power. And in this moment, my power was starting to rise. And I ended up, long story short, I ended up going home doing my own research and it unlocked the door where I did feel validated for that practice I'd started doing. And, and it opened the door that, to the idea that if this was correct for me, opposed to what the quote unquote mainstream view was, what else was correct that maybe was under a veil of illusion. And uh, that's what set me down the track of holistic and natural healing across mind, body, emotions, and spirit. This was also paired with a with a, with an obsession that started moving through me of starting to take my education into my own hands. I grew up in a education system that taught me what to think, not how to think, and it took me a very long time to come back to that innate ability that I had to to learn how to learn. This was paired with coming across podcasts <laughs> and the medium that is the podcast world that you're listening to my voice on right now and coming across podcasts like the Joe Rogan experience, the, uh, the Ben Greenfield and the, the lifestyles, all these powerful mentors that came into my life through the podcast medium that really succinctly and in a summarized form taught me how to learn 
taught me that I could, if I didn't agree with something, if something didn't feel aligned to me based off what a, a teacher was saying, that not only did I have the right to disagree and go look for something else, but there were other ways, other systems, other mediums, books, podcasts, courses out there that I could jump into. So just to summarize this, I, through a small little pain teacher, I was empowered to find other resources in which I could learn how to learn. And through that, I started pulling back the layers. And this is what really got me into all things holistic health. This is what got me into the chakra system, you know, child, you know, many of the things I do today, which finally connects to why I was pulled to the check system. And I've spoken about this in a couple other podcasts, but just to sort of summarize this here and now, this was a foundation of which now I could start sharing this love of holistic and natural healing with the world. And I was pulled to the Czech system specifically because of the spiritual lens that it had. And it wasn't just teaching people how to eat better. It wasn't just teaching people how to move better. It wasn't just teaching people how to you know, change their mindset, but it was, it also added in this relationship with a higher power that for a very long time I'd actually pushed away. I grew up in a, a religious environment and luckily for me, there wasn't too much trauma this lifetime around, but I was pushed away from it. And the check system of coaching and the Institute actually added the higher power back in, in a way that resonated. And really allowed me to step into that and i didn't know it back then but now reflecting on it right now in this moment it was that higher power foundation with the holistic and natural expression that allowed me to use my voice within it to then help other people so i hope that answers your question talia and that that was really a big pivot point for me with those moments. And that is why I started getting into this work and why I was certified and went the direction that I went in. And I want to be clear for everyone. I share these experiences and stories around how I got into this to inspire you to find your voice within this, right? Those, that system that I was in and the reason I got into the natural path, it's going to be unique for you too. But I would encourage you to listen to that beautiful inner voice that I leaned into because that's not a Harrison thing. That's an everyone thing, right? The next question I want to jump into here is from the beautiful Jordan again on Instagram. And Jordan asks, when in your journey, did you know it was time to start providing support for others as a profession? Was there a moment of feeling you were ready and it will, and was it a time in which you started to step out? Did you feel you had to push, you had to push yourself or did you, did it unfold more organically? So beautiful question, Jordan. And again, reflecting on this one, for me, there's always been a pull to connect and guide other people for a long time. And I saw it in my childhood. I saw it in my adolescence, specifically in my late teens, early 20s, I spent a lot of time moving and traveling around the world. And it was 
it's powerful. I'm very grateful for it. It's very expansive. It's me a lot of beautiful people. It was also a time in which I was still very much asleep and unconscious and I was making a lot of choices that led me to a lot of pain, which I'll get into in a second. But a one, one theme that moved through this experience that was very evident for me, especially now looking back, was that no matter what I was doing, so I spent a lot of time living and, and hosting people in hostels and backpacker, uh, backpacker institutions. I used to host you know, bar crawls. I used to host events and in all these different places around the world. And the thing that was the theme, as I just mentioned, there was a pull to support people and guide people, even with you know these not so conscious <laughs> conscious types of events, there was still a need in me to really be a guide. And I, and I also reflecting, I do realize there was a big part of me that there was a bit of trauma there. There was a bit of people pleasing. There was a bit of wanting to be seen, wanting to be validated, all these things. But under all that, there was this love of creating a space for people to feel comfortable and safe and free and open. And that feeling continues. And it continued when I made the to shift into the natural holistic world. And, and when I started, I'm going to speak about this in a second in regards to more of my trauma story, but when I started to heal and really start to open up again with all the knowledge and going back to what I was saying before about teaching myself, learning how to learn, once I had started to really set that foundation, that, that pull inside of me to continue to support, guide, facilitate, you know, really lit back up again. And it started as, you know, I started my, my natural healing, holistic healing journey as a personal trainer. And I remember taking my course. The course was meant to be, I think it was six months was the duration in which I had to complete it. And I finished it in like a month because I felt ready. I didn't want to, I mean, we, we, we're always learning. We're always expanding. We're always, we can always gain more knowledge. But at that moment in time, reflecting back on it, I didn't need more information. I knew I was ready. I knew I was ready because I had the love and the frequency and I knew I had the container inside of me to share to start helping people. So I finished that program in a month, got straight out into the gyms and started opening my heart to supporting people. And I remember riding home from that first session, helping someone with their physical body. I, was, I called my mom and there was just so much love moving through me because I knew and felt that I was going deeper into what I was meant to be doing. Not only now was I continuing to facilitate and hold space for people like I had been doing, but now I was aligning with something that was more affirmative for my soul, more life affirmative, more connected to the deeper morals that I didn't even think I had. It also aligned another shift here in regards to your question, Jordan, of did I have to push myself? How did I know I was ready? This connects to another shift I made within my business around. So I had started with the 
personal training and working on the physical body, but very quickly I understood that this was more than just a physical conversation. I needed to get into the mental world, the emotional world, and even I didn't even know it back then, but there was also a pull to get to the more mystical, spiritual understandings of everything. So I felt a pull to reconnect to more people, to expand my opportunities, and to really start building my business in new ways. And that is where sort of I had the I had the choice to make to step into helping more people at a global scale and to expand my business, not just to this local area, but to people around the world. And this happened, this coincided with the pandemic, coincided with Clubhouse starting in the world. And there was a, a big risk I took of, of investing in myself, investing in a coach that showed me how to take this next step. But at the time, you know, all those voices, all the insecurities came up and there was a lot of fear, but there was a part of me again that felt it was ready and needed the step. So I moved through the fear and hired the coach and stumbled across this app, as I mentioned, called Clubhouse. And that really opened opportunities for me and opened the thing that I was looking for to now, again, express this gift of facilitation and guidance and support and mentorship now with the added lens of the holistic, natural view. So I felt ready, took the step, moved beyond the fear. And you know, a big, big output of that is the voice you're now hearing on this platform that you're now hearing it from. I hope that answers your question, Jordan. And uh, <laughs> already starting to go a bit deep here. I love it. And I hope that you're getting some value this far. All your beautiful, all the beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world that are tuning in. I'm now going to, like I said, go a little bit deeper here into my past. And this connects to the next questions from the beautiful Vera and the beautiful Shireen on Instagram. And then I've, I've combined these two questions together. So Vera asks, maybe talk about the turning points in your journey. What were your pain points that made you awaken? And Shireen asks, what was the flavor of your trauma that you experienced? So I spoke a little bit about that, that dental appointment and kind of a pain teacher, but more of just a sort of mindset shift. But now what I'm going to talk about is more of the actual painful experiences that really shaped me and allowed me to step into more of what I am. And I'm actually going to break this down into a different, some different categories here because Shireen actually inspired me to explain it this way. And I'm going to explain it from, I would classify trauma as galactic. So if our soul has not just been on this planet, we have experienced galactic kinds of trauma as a star seed, for example. I would also add in ancestral trauma, so either through our mother line or father line or past lives. Then I would catch up to this life where you talk about childhood trauma and then adult, adulthood or adolescent trauma. So I'm going to explain my, my flair, as Shireen said, my flair of trauma within those categories. So the first one, I'll start, I'll start big and then come back to this moment. So the first one is galactic. So as a star seed or as a as a as a soul beyond this earth, very much so I connect to that. I'm finding more and more about my star seed origin, 
each day. Definitely go back and listen to the episodes I did with Shireen on this. But I do think there are parts of me that, and I think this is a, a big part of, if you're listening to this episode, you've probably experienced this too. Uh, you know, the Orion Wars and the, the wars, the galactic wars of our past that our souls are a part of. I do think, I do feel, I do realize in this moment that there are experiences that are waiting to be unraveled. I haven't stepped into them yet, but I do feel there's resistance even talking about these words right now that are waiting to be opened, that have shaped who I am as a soul speaking to you now. And just as a side note, if you are a soul listening to this episode and you have experience with the Orion Wars and want to talk about it on this episode, definitely reach on this podcast, definitely reach out to me looking to do an episode on it. Uh, I would also count Atlantis within this sort of galactic galactic trauma conversation. Again, something else I'm learning to within myself. I was definitely a big part of that civilization, maybe other civilizations too that I'm yet to discover. But through my recent experiences, there are definitely spiritual gifts within me that are behind a galactic or Atlantean firewall of trauma of when we had to suppress and repress these gifts due to the trauma of those events. So for me as the individual speaking to you today, I do feel in my body and this is the process and I expect more of this to unravel as time goes on. But I do think there is a part of me that is holding back based off that traumatic past that is waiting to light up and I'm, I'm not pushing it. I'm waiting and being patient. The time will come in when I'm ready to open that, those gifts and move to that trauma specifically. But uh, just to answer this question, I do think there are parts of my journey that are connected to that and that trauma. Still on a sort of ancestral lens here, I have had recent remembrances of past life deaths that were traumatic for me. An example that I would give is I had this a few weeks ago, actually, I was going into a meditation, connecting into some past lives, and I connected to a memory, an experience of being in a very snowy setting, running out from a cave, and just fear moving through my body, and terror and haste I felt moving through me, and I, in that experience I was embodied and I looked back and there was this creature I felt it felt very bear-like maybe tiger-like jumping from the mountaintop landing on on me then everything went black and I felt a real expansive release of energy through my hands and energy moving through me and I came out of that experience and there was tears running down my eyes and, and down my cheeks and face and there was a release and, and, I, and I have a feeling that there's been a few of these and this is just one of the most recent ones that I've come to a remembrance around, but looking forward, right, just a little bit here, I'm excited for more of these remembrances coming through because I know that each time I move through these layers, more of myself is unlocked. So that's probably a big example of a, of a past life trauma that I've experienced that has really started to help me expand my gifts, uh, my hands now. I use, hands are a big part of my expression. So since that experience, I've actually noticed an allowance and a more of a free-flowing 
flow of my hands within the gestures I use when I communicate based off that trauma that I'd released. Moving on here now, I want to speak about childhood trauma. <laughs> so I just hit galactic, hit past life. Now the childhood, which you know, if you've listened to this show, you've listened to me uh, on Clubhouse, or you've listened to me in a as a coach, as a client that I've had. You know, child healing is a big part of what I do in this world, and there are a couple of instances that definitely stick out that have shaped me to a degree. And again, much like the ancestral and the galactic, I'm sure there are more layers waiting to be unraveled. But these are just the consciously aware elements as of this recording, right? So the first one is definitely when I was at the age of, I think, 10 or 11, I was left and abandoned at a bus station. And beautiful father, if you're listening to this, you know, this is who was involved in this event, right? We only do what we can do. And even as parents, we're, we're trying our best. So there's just, I say this, no resentment, no, no anger, nothing towards the parent that was involved in this. It was more about the story that I told myself around the event, right? So I was left at this bus station and multiple hours passed. And in that moment, I vividly remember telling myself the story that that I was alone, that I, that I was abandoned, that I was rejected and many of these things. And since that moment, there have been some things that have shifted. And I think you can actually hear in my voice, there is still a bit of emotion there that I'm still working through, but this event, this, this, this experience has really helped me step into the inner child healing element, which also connects to the next experience here. I was uh, sexually abused as a, as a uh, teenager, a young teenager, and was taken advantage of in a drunken state as a young boy at a, uh, at a party with a lot of alcohol, a lot of things going on. And uh, actually a big part of that experience that expanded from that was a, was a feminine wound and then a feminine empowerment. I remember suppressing a big part of my feminine nature because of that because ha- i felt that that was the thing that caused the event i was taken advantage of because of my feminine nature and i attracted the, the the person that was involved with another male and that was what attracted the male so i built a story again around this that it was my femininity that caused me to be taken advantage of and the expansion that came out of that was actually seeing that my feminine trait was actually my, my power, but it took me a little bit of time to move through that and, and heal that wound. And it's a big part. It connected heavily to my inner child, my, my adolescent, my adolescent being inside of me and that wound that I moved through. Moving on into adulthood, there are a couple of events that sort of stood out in my trauma story that have helped me become the person I am in this moment, sharing with you right now. And a few different relationships that I wound up in that I attracted due to the wounds that needed to be healed. Uh, a few relationships in which I was 
abandoned and rejected and uh you know cheated on and and people taking advantage of what i was the nature i was who i was but a big part of that i now see again these wounds that were inside of me needing to be sealed and and they were attracting in the outside world and the relationships that i had what i needed to see to go inwards so there was a lot of once those wounds actually were ignited through the adult relationships i actually it took me some time my mask and i'm going to have dr taggy back on the show soon we've recorded the episode already so it's just going to be released soon at the time of this recording talking about soul wounds and in that episode we talked about the soul wound and the soul mask and part of that mask that i put on once those wounds of abandonment rejection betrayal were activated i actually put on the mask of control which stems from another trauma that came up in my childhood actually that connects to my adult trauma that i'm talking about here and now was uh moving my mom and dad moving through a a separation growing up and there was a betrayal wound that was activated when i saw my mum you know at that time from the story that i created being betrayed by my dad right and again mom and dad if you're listening to this episode no no resentment no anger nothing towards the beautiful people that you are right these are the stories that we live the experiences that we have but for me in terms of my experience there was a a betrayal wound that was activated in that childhood moment that was then manifesting in my adult relationships and then in my adult decisions to control right the the mask of control over the wound of betrayal that manifested in my life in many ways that as in this moment speaking to you is still something that I'm working on that that mask of control and actually getting releasing more of that betrayal wound two more traumatic experiences i just want to share with you here in terms of my journey was and this was i i spoke about this in my first cosmic love antenna episode so we'll go back and listen to that but just to reiterate it quickly here now because when i was deported and detained in 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 the us based off the choices that i was making at the time and uh, when i in that moment suddenly the whole world was telling me that i was something that i believed i was not i was i was told i was a criminal i was a i was a horrible person that i was that I committed all these crimes and and the external world which i at that point had been spending a lot of my time using to validate my worth my value my love was now telling me that i was you know this horrible person that had committed these acts <clears throat> and you can hear on my voice so still still things moving through me and that experience was really the impetus as many of these experiences were but that one when i came back home and everything was taken away from me so quickly so abruptly caused me to look inwards and to start the healing journey uh, across mind body and spirit and then finally the last experience i want to share here just in relation to my trauma story and what has really shaped me in recent years last year i actually was in a traumatic event in which i lost my home i was uh, involved in 
uh, flash flooding where I live here in Australia and in my little home that I lived in, five of the six windows <laughs> in my home were smashed open just instantly through hail, through flash hail and water poured in through all the windows in my home. And I, it was immediately flooded. And as you can imagine, it was very traumatic. My sense of safety, security, and support was very instantly taken away from me. And at that point in my time, in, you know, last year, I'd spent a lot of my time rebuilding that from all the healing that had been do had done. But I hadn't realized how much of that external support, security, and safety I'd put on my home. And when that happened, it was suddenly taken away and, I, and my, my foundations were literally and figuratively rocked. And a lot of stuff came up and I processed through it and it took me some time, moved in. My beautiful, loving grandfather took me in and I now live in the home that I live in now. And it's, I look back on it and it was a beautiful gift. But at the time, there were a lot of things I had to move through and connected to the chakra system and my inner child had to use a lot of those skills and those tools to help me connect into that. But those are just a quick analysis and a sharing there of my trauma story and some of the events that have shaped who I am as this voice sharing with you today and looking back on them and even reflecting now in this moment, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And at the time I wouldn't have thought so, but now I, I could not have imagined it have happening any other way. I know that's so cliche to say, but it's so true in this moment as I sit here in my heart sharing with you. And while this is also hard for me to say, I look forward to the future pain teachers, right? Because I know that they are there to help me expand, to be more of who I'm meant to be, to share my love frequency with the world. All right. So coming up a little bit here, still talking about more of my journey, my experience, and this is probably a bit more about my present. So a little bit of my past here, but more speaking about my present here. Beautiful. Kelly asks on Instagram, what were things like for you with family and friends that you interacted with growing up? Was there anything that affected you, insecurities you needed to work through and how they rippled into your adult life? So. Going back to what I was saying before about the sexual uh, abuse I went through and the feminine, my relationship with the feminine, surprise, surprise, one of the biggest insecurities I had growing up was actually around my voice, was actually expressing my voice, but specifically the tone and the feeling and the energy of my voice. I felt for a long time, and the abuse actually highlighted this, but it was, it was before that too, that I was too feminine. I was too you know, woman-like or, or female-like in the expression of my voice, obviously all limiting beliefs. But at the time, I felt it was the thing that was holding me back. And the trauma that I experienced actually exacerbated that and, and quote-unquote, confirmed it. Right? It didn't really, but it confirmed. It, it allowed me to go deeper into this limiting belief. So I actually hid my voice, changed my voice, ran from my voice growing up and in my teens, late, early, late teens, even early 20s suppressed the feminine nature, the feminine energy of my, of my voice. I hid it around others. 
I actually masked it with hyper-masculinization and, and numbing through, you know, drugs and alcohol and women. And it was a big insecurity that I held for a long time. And I actually moved through this by letting go into it <laughs> and surrendering into it. And a big part of it was those traumatic events that I had just shared. But I realized that I had nothing to change, nothing to shift. That, uh, and this actually was helped through a couple of deep shamanic journeys that I went through, realizing a few things around consciousness, a few things around my, my human design and how my, my power center is my throat, and really realizing that I am all that I am. Every part of me is a part of me and deserves to have the light of the day expressed onto it. And my greatest fear was actually my strength and my power. And it's here in this moment that I get to share this with you, right? And I, <laughs> losing count now, I don't say this in a vain way, I just say this because it's just funny to highlight this within this moment, I lose count with how many people are telling me that they enjoy listening to my voice and listening to the truest expression of that masculine and feminine energy within me. So I, I say this to you listening, you know, where is that, where is the insecurity in your life that is really your power, that is really your strength, right? And for me, Clubhouse has been a manifestation of this strength. Again, this podcast has been a manifestation of the strength. The, the coaching that I do has been a manifestation of that strength, which was originally an in insecurity. So. I hope that answers your question, beautiful Kelly, and thank you for that reflection. And the next question is from the beautiful Ashley, and she asks, how do you live like your inner child? Example, getting a specific ice cream reminds you of something because of the feeling of something. Or maybe worded as, how do you embrace your inner child daily? So this is... a uh, powerful question and i was reflecting on this because again in a child is a big part of the healing that i offer and the and the, the support i offer people and this podcast and all the things right and it's been something again that i've been stepping into more and more and there's trauma stories that i talked about with uh, abuse with my parents with the separation with with my adult relationships so one way that i <laughs> move through my inner child is really acknowledging those things and really accepting and embracing those parts with no judgment, seeing them, bringing them back into the light, right? So that would be the first thing, how I, you know, really get into my inner child. Another way, just a simple way, some, some actions that I express on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis is I really, I really connect into nature, but specifically through the sun, through playful movement, right? Being out in the natural world. I grew up on a farm. I grew up on the beach. So when I am in the sun, when I'm connected to nature, when I'm moving my body, it reminds me of these childhood experiences that really brought me a lot of joy. It reminds me of growing up and being surrounded by animals, being surrounded by nature. And uh, this actually connects to what I'll talk about at the end about future manifestations, but my inner child comes out around being in the sun, you know, not much clothes on, really getting some sun on my skin, and it brings that energy up and out. A complex way that I interact with my inner child 
as I alluded to just a second ago, is really embracing the past, embracing all that I am. There's trauma stories. Instead of pushing them away, I love them for what they are. I love them for the lessons that they allowed me to lean into. I love them for the experiences that they allowed me to move through. I love them for the thing that they helped me with at the time. And that's a very significant part because I think a lot of people, even with the stories that we create, we can always, we're always putting judgment on them. But if we can see them, especially if they're a protection mechanism right, as a child, at some point they were there to protect us. They're no longer protecting us, which is why we need to transcend and move beyond them. But one way that I embrace my inner child is from that unconditional loving space. Right? It doesn't mean I accept my future and it doesn't mean I'm not willing to change, but I come from a space of love so I can bring it in to that love to heal. And I've noticed that this is the transition that I've made with inner child work. A big part of my inner child journey has been moving from judgment into more of acceptance, from judgment into more of loving and openness. And also seeing that, and this is a part of my inner child practice, is that, the, that yes, there is an inner child part that, that may be wounded, that has been through these traumatic experiences and events, but there is also a bigger, more wholesome part of the inner child that is whole and complete and a part of our higher self and our divine being already. And it's accepting that, that I am not fundamentally broken, that I'm not fundamentally, fundamentally wounded, that I'm not fundamentally unfixable that there is already a part of me that is whole complete and and ready to share its its divine light and divine love so part of my practice to answer your question ashley is really reminding myself of that on a day-to-day basis bringing in my divine self my divine inner child to the things that i wish to heal and expand through I hope that answers your question. And then the last, last audience family question here that I want to answer, and I just want to appreciate and send some gratitude. Thank you for these beautiful prompts because they've allowed me to reflect here a lot <laughs> today. The last one is from the beautiful Sujin, and she asks, and this adds on to the last question, what are some spiritual practices you do to stay connected to your mind, body, and soul? And do you work with your chakras daily? So this expands from that inner child elements that I was just speaking to. And I want to be very clear here. And this, again, this is just connecting to the theme of this chat today. This is really about now me bringing my past into my present through the actions that I take on a day-to-day basis, right? Our, our life is made from the choices we make through our daily expression, right? So I'm ever evolving, ever shifting. So are my practices to match where I'm at. But to be specific where I'm at at the moment, some of the practices, spiritual practices I'm using to heal those traumas, to expand my ability to heal other people, to constantly be moving through the expansion of my consciousness. Some of the ones I'm focusing on currently are heart connection, through breath work, through visualizations, but specifically heart connection when I think about the love of helping other people and how my gifts, my words, my lessons, my tools will really help them come back to their space of love. 
So I really visualize that and hold that feeling in my body. I'm also always working and being mindful of the frequencies and entities and energies that are holding on to my, that I'm making a choice either consciously or unconsciously to hold on to that I now need to remove. Right. So I do this through mental and soul entity removal. I use these, I do these through affirmations, right? An affirmation that I really love to use is dear soul, please clear me of all negative thought forms and disembodied spirit souls and entities that can disconnect free, disconnect me from clear communication between you and myself. Right. Dear soul, please clear me of all, of all negative thought forms and disembodied spirit souls and entities that can block clear communication between you and myself. That's a big one that I use constantly moving through my field, connecting to my chakras to clear them of anything that I've made a choice consciously or unconsciously to hold on to that is blocking my highest expression. I have also started using in regards to my chakras, uh, more deeper light technologies. And these are connected to the mystery school that I'm currently doing. But light technology is the one I, one I use is the violet flame of St. Germain. I also use the, the, the light technology of the blue cape of compassion from Mother Mary. And these are just tools that we can call on in our spiritual and mystical practices that help us not only cleanse and clear our chakras, but get back into deeper senses of compassion, of love, of alignment. And then finally, another practice that I'm using at the moment that is really expanding within me, within my spiritual practice that has connected me to my, my past, my current present, but also most importantly to my future is really getting into the attitude of gratitude, right? I'm really honing in night and day of really being grateful for the things that I have in this moment. Being grateful for all of you beautiful listeners out there tuning into my voice, right? Being grateful for the expansion of this platform, being grateful for the opportunity to speak on Clubhouse, being grateful for the opportunity to expand my coaching tools every single day, being grateful to have financial stability, being grateful to get to express my divine love with people that are willing to be open to receive it. Right? These are just examples, but I get into the attitude of gratitude just because, not just because it feels good, because that attitude of gratitude is attraction. It attracts more of the people, places, and things that are there to support my love. So that is a huge practice that I implement daily that not only helps with my chakras, but it helps with my mind, body, and soul. So Sujin, I hope that answers your question. I hope I answered all these questions today and I hope it, this was able to share a bit more about my story from my, from my past and my present. I want to now finish this conversation with looking into the future on my birthday here today, here with you in the, in the presence of you, right? As you, as my witness now, I want to share where I'm going from here and some affirmations, manifestations of what I want to accomplish and what I want to have more of in my life and manifest. And the first thing here with you, my family and my tribe as my witness, put very simply, I want to embrace more of my loving frequency of all that I am, my unique love expression. At the moment in my journey, as I said at the start of this podcast, my soul body is really anchoring 
So more of my divine light is moving through me more than ever. And moving into the future, I want to embrace, I want to accept, and I want to manifest more of this, more of this frequency of what my unique expression is, my unique expression of love that is going to manifest through all the different things that I create in this world. But I want to just start this by saying, I want to embrace it. I want to accept it. And I want to be lovingly open to it. The next thing is I want to expand this platform just to be more tangible here now for you, the tribe, for you, the beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world. Also, I want to expand it into more beautiful guests. If you're listening to this episode, you have gifts, you have love, you have frequencies, you have spiritual insights, you have holistic parameters and tools that you wish to share. Reach out to me, but I want to expand this platform so I can help more people and create the loving space that is needed for love to flow. And I want to do that with you. So I am manifesting more. This is just the continuing of this, this podcast journey and to all the spaces and places it's going to go. And I also realize it's probably going to be bigger than I could even imagine. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm manifesting that energy further. Next is working. I'm currently working on a more exciting coaching programs, both one-on-one and with groups. So my, I'm manifesting more of this into the world. And if you're listening to this, stay tuned for more of what this will look like. Uh, updates coming soon, but I'm man- coming soon. But I'm manifesting more of these programs, but also more of a tribe to do it with. So I realize I'm not just here just to be Harrison to work one-on-one. I'm realizing more and more that I'm here to be in tribes and communities, much like all of you listening. So I'm manifesting an expression of my business where it's not just going to be me, where I'm going to be have a, have a beautiful family and tribe around me that will be working together to support people like you listening to connect back into their divine frequency of love and their divine expression and pulling back the layers, restricting that, right? Pulling back the, the layers, restricting health alignment and this, and this spiritual mystical love. So I'm really manifesting more of those coaching programs and a ecosystem and family to help me do that. Next thing that I'm manifesting into my future is really getting out there to speak more, right? It's not just speaking more on this podcast, not just speaking more on Clubhouse, social media, but also speaking live, whether it be in events, whether it be in retreats, places around the world. I'm really manifesting and, and leaning into my future where I'll be offering these things and speaking on stages, speaking in workshops and tropical places around the world to help more people and expand more people and also just to lean into the abundance that I know is inside of me. Finally, really pulling and manifesting more layers, pulling more layers back of myself, diving deeper into myself. Right, this connects to what I was speaking at the start of bracing my frequency more, but really making this more tangible, leaning into the mystery school even more than I'm doing right now, manifesting the highest expansion of that, and channeling more of my light into the world. Really specifically tuning into that gift of channeling, channeling through my voice, channeling through my frequency of love, and channeling through the space that I create. So that is what I'm manifesting and what my future journey moving forward, I am putting out into the world as you as my witness. And uh, thank you for acknowledging me and holding that space for me to express that energy as you can feel 
<laughs> a lot, a lot's coming up. But with that, beautiful beings, that's it. That's all today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you enjoyed this expression of my love. I hope you enjoyed hearing more about my journey, past, present, and future. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments around this, please feel free to always reach out to me on social, you know, on emails, through reviews. Speaking of which, if you did enjoy this chat, you can leave your thoughts, leave your comments in reviews on Apple or Spotify. I'd appreciate it. This was what helps me expand this show with those manifestations that I just talked about. You can also share this with a friend that can get some value out of some of the things that I said. You can also reach out to me if you want a bit of support around any of the things I've talked about today that you feel that maybe you can relate with some of my experiences, my journey, know that I'm here with you, right? I'm not just here with you because I know the things, know the tools, know the modalities, but I've been through the, the, the path that maybe you've been through as well. So please know I'm always here, always ready, and I always, I always have an open heart to take a bit, to take the step deeper that you need. But with that, beautiful beings, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for giving me your love, your time, your attention. I'll catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. But until then, I'm wishing you a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and know that I love you very much. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid.